Amen. What a wonderful evening to be in the house of the Lord and to feel his wonderful presence. Amen. Didn't these musicians and singers do a wonderful job? Amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. So good to have everyone in the house of the Lord tonight. Uh, we're honored to have Michaela Jones here with Sister Emily. Thank you for being here. Amen. God bless you. Amen. It's good to have the Brinsfields home from their honeymoon. Amen. God bless them. Amen. Praise God. Celebrated how many years? 15 years. What a wonderful testimony. Amen. So good to have the, the Howlands here on a Wednesday night. What a surprise. We love y'all. Thank you for being here. Amen. He works out of town off and on. He said, when I'm here, I'm going to try to be here. Just count me in. Amen. He said, we need to be in God's house. Amen. You won't ever go wrong going to God's house. Amen. Thank the Lord. If you got your Bible, Exodus 15, chapter 15 and verse 22 is where I begin reading. Amen. We have some wonderful prayer tomorrow night here. Many of us can join us at 7. Please come. Have a wonderful time Sunday, one service, and then we'll have our fall festival at the campground. I think they're having a chili cook-off, and uh, boy, it don't get much better than a chili cook-off. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So great time of food and fellowship. Invite somebody, and uh, we'll just, one service, and then we'll just cruise over there and, and have a great time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Had a wonderful time this morning at the school, having assembly with the young people. Amen. So much, so much going on in church. It's exciting. Amen. I love our school. I'm thankful for teachers. What a burden to help young people. Amen. It's just our world is a mess. Amen. And I honor all the parents that. Uh, even homeschool theirs or you see any way to keep them out of out of what the the world wants to do to them amen man that may sound offensive to you but it's not to me and I don't apologize our world is a mess amen thank God thank God for some Mothers in Zion that say this is a proper child. Amen. It ain't going to the crocodiles. Exodus 15 and 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah. For they were bitter, therefore the name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? It's a legitimate question. Man, you got to have something to drink. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. Everybody say he proved them. Man, what if you didn't get your miracle till God proved you? Would you still get it? <laughs> well, praise God. I'm already preaching kind of. And said, if, everybody say if. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statues. Have you noticed there's a bunch of his and no me's or I's? Amen. Living for God, getting blessings, there's a whole lot of his in it. He said, if you do all this, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam where were 12 wells of water. 
and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. He said, I'm not going to put any of these diseases on you. And then they got the water. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, The God of Miracles. Amen. Everybody say, The God of Miracles. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. I need you to help me pray that God up. Show up in this place in a special way, God, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I wish some people that have some needs would begin to cry out to God. God, whatever it takes, Lord, I, I need you to move on my behalf, Lord. I need a miracle in this place. I need your hand, oh God. Come on, join up with somebody next to you if it's appropriate. Let's pray together for a moment. God, I know you're a miracle worker. I know you're a miracle worker. I believe you, God. I've read your word. I'm standing on these promises tonight, God. I trust you, Lord. You never failed me. You never let me down, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Come on, in a way of worship now, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Oh, we thank you, Lord. We love you. We praise you in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I, uh, I picked out one of the songs tonight, I guess, the last one, The God of Miracles. Amen. And uh, it's going to be a miracle if I preach this. You're going to see. Amen. I preached Sunday morning. I preached Sunday night. I preached Monday night. Two hours I screamed at prayer meeting in Amity last night, just like preaching and preached to the school this morning and I and I need God to give me voice for about thirty more minutes. <laughs> Amen. Can y'all pray for me right now in the name of Jesus? God, I need your help, God. I need your strength right now, Lord. Anoint me one more time, God, to do what you call me to do, Lord. Uh, in the name of Jesus, God, I honor you. I thank you, Lord. Uh, You've never failed me one time, God. You've always been there for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for praying. I, I believe God is a miracle working God. Amen. Yeah, I just, man, I, I love living for God. It's the best life. And, man, he just does so many things. And, man, I, I, I just, uh, when I was in the world, it was nothing but trouble and heartache and goof ups and all the things that happen out there but I'm telling you I, when I got the Holy Ghost and I got a made up mind I mean I didn't get the, the new age charismatic Holy Ghost I got the old timey Holy Ghost where, where you repent first <laughs> amen God gets you in a bind where you can't do nothing and you repent of your sins and amen and I literally made real changes in my life Amen, whatever that Bible said, I was willing to do it. That's what true repentance is. Amen, and when you get the real Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, part of your life is going to be, you're going to live in miracles. Amen, it'll just, uh, not that we're not thankful, not that we're uh, whatever, we, we become cold to it. It's just, it becomes our culture that we, we live in miracles when we do what God says to do. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. God, throughout the Bible, he would use miracles to uh, build people's faith. And I've seen it in the congregation where when one miracle would happen, uh, it would raise the faith. Maybe a financial miracle and somebody else would grab a hold of it. And it wasn't very long till somebody else was being blessed financially. Amen. I, I believe faith cometh by hearing. Praise God. Faith cometh by hearing. Amen. That's why... I, we need to uh, tell people what God's done for us. Amen. I said we need to tell people what God's done for us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It got, God would, in, in the New Testament, uh, being manifested in the flesh, in the man, Jesus Christ, he would do miracles uh, a lot of times just to gather a crowd where he would begin to teach them. A lot of times a miracle was what would spark people's interest. Amen. I pray, God, whatever you got to do, amen, to send revival to hot springs and wherever, all over the world. God, perform miracles however you want to do it. Amen. We need to, 
We need to have people we can tell the truth to. Hallelujah. Amen. When you read this Bible, God would perform miracles to protect his people. Amen. God would protect his people through miraculous means. Amen. In the Bible, God would use miracles to provide for people. Amen. The meal barrel and the cruise of oil that the widow woman had that never ran dry. Never, the meal never ran out. That was a miracle that God was using to provide for his people. Amen. Don't, don't think that God did somehow you got smart all of a sudden and all of a sudden your pockets got full when you started praying. All of a sudden you learned how to sell. You learned how to do the deal and learn how to get a promotion. Let me tell you, God's got his hand on the meal barrel. God still got his finger hanging around the cruise of oil. Uh, he can let it run out or he can let it run until eternity. Uh, amen. I'm thankful I know who Jesus is. Uh, amen. God uses miracles to help people, to feed people. Amen. I'm just going to tell you the people of God are the recipients of miracles. Praise the Lord. The people of God are recipients of miracles. Uh, Hallelujah. The word of God said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord. Everybody say diligently. That means like uh, that kid that wants that piece of bubble gum. And you say, no, you don't need that. And they say, please, can I have it? And then you say, no, you don't need it. Dad, I really want it. Would you get it for me? And y'all, you don't need it. It'll rot your teeth. But come on, Dad, I really want it and you just keep, they just keep on and on. And a lot of times they'll end up with bubble gum. Just, I honor the salesman in the house. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I got boys that are salesmen and they, people said, you spoiled your kid. I said, well, you should have been in the house with them and let them, you hear them. And praise God. See what you would have done. You'd have bought them a Lamborghini probably. <laughs> praise God. I just got them bubble gum. Praise God. Amen. But anyway. The Bible said if you would just diligently hearken. That now, now, I was talking about diligently talk, but now he's talking about diligently hearken. Listening to the word of God, to the voice of the Lord. And then when you listen to it, he said, if you will do what is right in his sight. And I'm going to teach you how to get a miracle. First of all, you've you got to have an ear to hear what thus saith the word of God. Man, when you when you've got a when you you've got this thought process, I'm going to listen to what I want to listen to, and I'll filter what I want and what I don't like, and I'll. Man, that that's not that's not the miracle people. Man, that's not the ones that's going to get the miracle. Man, the one that gets the miracle is the one that diligently is listening, giving ear to his commandments, and they keep all. Everybody say all, all of his statutes. Praise God. It's getting quiet, but I'll, I'll, it might get louder after a while. Amen. Keeping all of his statutes. Man, I'm telling you, we've got to get to the place where we surrender to God. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That sounds like some hard stuff to do to me. I don't, I don't know about you, but listening diligently and doing everything that's right in his sight and giving ear to his commandments and keeping all of his statutes. I mean, that's a mouthful. You know, that's a lot of hard stuff to do. Amen. And I've got the same message I've always preached for 10 years now. There's only one way you're going to be able to do this. There. <laughs> There's only one way that you can open up the word of God and grin every day of your life when it's telling you what to do. And it's telling you what to get rid of and what to keep and what to change. And I'm telling you the flesh don't want anybody telling it what to do. The flesh likes to bow up on any authority in its life. That's when I know your flesh is driving the bus is when you resist authority. Yeah. 
Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Man, but it's really, it's really simple. You just got to get a prayer life where you break down that flesh every day. A lot of people don't understand uh, what it means to really break through. And, you know, I, I, I pray maybe hours every day, possibly sometimes, sometimes I pray all day. And there's many different kinds of prayers and, and there's prayers of thanksgiving. We're supposed to enter into his courts with thanksgiving, praise, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. There's prayers that you need to do when you walk through the door. When you roll out of bed in the morning, there ought to be some thanksgiving on your heart. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for giving me another day. Thank you for helping me, Lord. Thank you for waking me up one more time. Amen. There's all kinds of different prayers, but there's a prayer that... uh, that a lot of people don't like to get to. It's a level where you mortify the deeds of your body. Amen. When you mortify the deeds of your body, you, you don't bow up on people anymore. You don't chew people out anymore. And you don't, man, you, you become, you become in the flesh, you become dead. Amen. And you give spirit, you give the spirit life. And you let the spirit order your footsteps. And you let the Spirit tell you what to say. He's the God of miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you get to this place where you get a breakthrough in the Spirit every day and you you begin to talk in tongues, that's when the Spirit has taken dominion over the flesh. Some people, you need to talk in tongues a couple hours if possible sometimes. Amen. If your last name is Motes or whatever, praise God. Now that I used to could tell my jokes, now I can't tell them no more. Amen. My old jokes, I'm half Motes, half Eddie. So that's what I'm praying. God, take the smart aleck out of me and take the bad attitude out of me. Don't let me be a Motes today. Let me be like you today, Lord. If you'll just let me be like you, I'll be a soul winner. You let me be like you, Lord. I'll do your will in this house tonight. Come on. Well, somebody with another last name ought to clap. Yeah, there's a bunch of honest people in the room. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, and when you pray, it's, it's much easier to submit to the ways of God. Man. And when you do pray every day, miracles will become part of your life. And that's simply the key to getting the miracles is that when you pray until you break through, amen, not prayers of, oh God, give me a raise or God, kill my enemy. I can't stand them. I'm not talking about those kind of prayers. I'm talking about them prayers, God, kill me. Let me tell you, Jesus' finest hour was when he was saying, I'd sure like this cup to pass from me. He knew the future. Let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. That'll be your greatest hour when the bottom of your heart, you can say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. I'm trying to teach the church how to go to a new level. Amen. Where you don't have to listen to somebody else's testimony, but you'll get your own testimony. You don't have to listen to a Brazilian tell you about miracles. You can tell them about miracles. Hallelujah, I want it to become a part of us. Man, when your culture becomes a culture of prayer, you just live in miracles. Man, I I don't want to, well, 
No, I do want to. I mean, I want to tell you something, church. The first miracle that God talked about in these scriptures was, was a miracle that they never seen. He said, if you will do all this stuff, I'll keep the diseases in Egypt. Some people are praying for a healing. I'm praying God don't ever let it get here. Come on, church. You may not understand the importance of shouting about the miracle you never seen, uh, but I'd much rather shout about a sickness I never got uh, than a sickness God had to bring me up off of the deathbed. Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Telling you when you wake up every day, you ought to be full of thanksgiving. I'm telling you, the Lord spoke to me today. Said if if they could see the miracles uh, that I've done for them, the things I protected them from, uh, the head-on collisions they didn't get, uh, the temptations that I moved, uh, Hey, I thank you, Jesus, for what I don't even know about. Don't let a man run by himself. Come on, let's praise him right now. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I felt God dealing in my spirit today. There's marriages that are still together today because an unseen miracle swept through the house. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 We love to hear stories about God protecting people uh, and the way God delivered people, man. And, uh, and we love to hear them tell the story of the gang members taking them and putting guns in their faces. And, and Brother Alviar saying, have you ever killed an angel before? Uh, amen. And the bandits running away. Uh, amen. I, I love to hear stories about all of that. Uh, but you know what I love more than that? I love the protecting hand of God upon my home uh, and upon my children. Uh, and nobody, come on. I'm telling you, you've got a hundred times more to be thankful for than you even have a clue of. Uh, somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right after that miracle, he says, uh, he's going to give them water. Amen. And the, the, the miracle that gets the attention is the 12 wells of water. Thank God for everything that I've seen. I've seen some miracles. Amen. But if I wake up tomorrow, amen, and I'm having a bad day and things ain't going right, I'm not going to get puffed up. I'm not going to get mad at God. I'm not going to quit the church because things ain't... I'm telling you, God has been good to me. You, you, you know what you ought to do? 
You ought to think about the people you went to school with. You ought to think about your neighbors. You, you ought to think about your family that ain't in church right now and what their life is like and what they're going through and just know if God hadn't wrapped his arms around you, their story would be your story. Thank you, Jesus! Come on, let's praise him together right now. Hallelujah. I love living for God. Amen. Put the picture of the building up there. And this is a bird's eye view. It's a bird's eye view of the second floor. You can see the foyer right there. And over on the left, we're going to have a lounge area, coffee, whatever. Go in those two doors, the big sanctuary. Baptistry right in the middle. I want to talk about the God of miracles. It'd be hard if I just brag on Jesus for a while. It's his house. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to make the devil mad. Praise the Lord. Man, the seven makers that this land is on or this church was on, was originally posted for $250,000 for sale. And I, I'd actually looked at it, but the problem was in the front on the highway right away, it was full of trees and you couldn't see it. And the highway department had a law that said you can't cut trees on a scenic highway. So I'd already looked at this and, and uh, gave up on it. Well... They tried to sell their land for a while and they couldn't sell it, so they lowered it down to 150000 And uh, about that time, Congress came together and Little Rock changed the laws up a little bit and said, all you got to do is get a permit and you can cut every tree in front of you in the highway. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I still didn't want to pay 150000 for it, though, even though I thought it was perfect. Amen. So I, me and my wife had gone, or were trying to go to Branson. We made it to Paula Dean, sitting down eating some sweet corn. And ain't God good. Boy, praise God. Man, fried chicken and meatloaf and all you could eat. I told my son, offer 81000 for that property. He said, Dad, you're going to make them mad. I said, Offer them 81000 for it. I, I thought, it, I'm a spiritual Jew. I'm a Hebrew. And if God wants us to be there, we're going to get a Jew of a deal. <laughs> Praise God. So he put the offer in. I'm sitting there eating sweet corn, and he calls me and says, Dad, they didn't take 81000 but they countered at 89000 I said, I'm on the way back. I'll sign it. I didn't even stay in Branson. I drove home, signed the paperwork, and God performed a miracle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, the state of Arkansas, I'm assuming in all states, if you want to build a commercial building, you have to have an architect and an engineer. An architect to design your building, an engineer to design the structure of the building. And usually the architect hires the engineer, you pay the architect, and the average, I, I didn't even know it was this high, I thought it was about 5%, but I Googled it today and it's somewhere between 8 and 15% of the project is for the architect and the engineering. Well, this is a 10,000-foot building on top of a 10,000-foot building. This is a 20, it's 10, 5, 10, 5. It's a 21,000-square-foot building. So if, you know, we just said, hey, Zion Builders, come build it, that's a 2 or $3 million building. So when you start figuring up 8 or 10% of 2 or $3 million, 
You're talking about a hundred, two hundred thousand. A preacher friend of mine said, "Budget a hundred thousand for the architect." I just grinned at him. No, I ain't budgeting that. I ain't giving nobody that much money. Praise God. He meant if I give somebody a hundred thousand, they better give me a building. Praise God. So. Uh, I said, Sister Borner, I need you to start calling architect firms. And I want you to find me a guy that'll work by the hour. <laughs> I should have done it for uh, now looking back. It was like cold calling. <laughs> it, was, it was like, no way. No way. No way. Everybody in town, everybody in the county. And finally she calls Twin Rivers Architect in a in uh, Arkadelphia, super nice uh, man, loves the Lord with all his heart. And he said, you know, for a church, I'll do it by the hour. <laughs> and then he said, and I got a friend in Hot Springs that's a structural engineer. And I, I'll talk to him and he'll do it by the hour for you. So, so praise. So I'm sitting there looking at a hundred, hundred thousand dollars. All my friends are telling me you're going to spend a hundred thousand. I think I have paid, and I'm done paying him. Maybe a couple hundred more. I'm just changing a bathroom here or there. I, I think I will have paid him about six to seven thousand, and the engineer about four to five thousand. He's a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Usually when they, they charge you the fees, they charge you that big percent. Of course, the engineer has to come and inspect the building, see how you're building it, make sure you're building it like the structure said and all that stuff. And so yesterday uh, was the second time He's come out, because we're, we're through with the second floor wall, so he's come out. This is the second time he's come out. Looked at it. He, he, he said, it's stronger than I designed it. it you, you did more than I asked. And, uh, and he hadn't even billed me for one, <laughs> for one inspection or anything. I'm, it's like, I, I think it will be eleven to 12000 for the total package. And we... <laughs> That don't happen. So anyway, they designed the building, and, and, and I was all happy and all that. And uh, so I was gonna, uh, we, we were gonna lay the blocks. So I thought, man, I know I got a friend that owns a block company. He's a Pentecostal preacher, and I ain't going to call him and ask him for nothing. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Hey, bro, <laughs> I hope you know I'm working hard for you. I said, hey, Brother Corbett, um, man, I'm going to need a lot of blocks. I'm building a big old church, and, and um, just wonder what kind of deals you got running right now. He said, man, I got a deal for you. He said, you just call down there and you tell them what you need and they're going to deliver it and it ain't going to cost you nothing. He's a miracle worker. Praise God. It gets better. I mean, it's just like it don't stop. It, it just don't, God's hand is on this place. I'd hate to put my hand against that place. God is all up in that building right there. Couldn't find a plumber to do nothing. Praise God, me and plumbers, I've repented every time I've ever built a house. And I had to deal with plumbers. God, I wish we had plumbers in this church. I wish somebody get a burden to be a plumber. Praise God. Go to school. My Lord, young men, help the church get under the load. Do something. 
Praise God. Quit playing video games and learn a trade. My Lord. So anyway, I've already told you all this, but I'm just bragging on Jesus because I felt like it. Amen. I tried to get people to plummet. The ones that had time to do it, first guy was like, I think like $100,000 to do the plumbing. And you know me, if, you, if I give you 100, you're going to give me a building. I was like, no, and then I, you know, and tried and prayed, God, send me somebody. Amen. And I, uh, so this brother Luis Oriano and his wife, they, they were remodeling their house. So I just texted him. I said, man, y'all know any plumbers? And so they sent me this guy's number and they called Pronto. Praise God. Well, I said, I like the sound of Pronto plumbing. Amen. And Pronto came and did it for half price or less. No, he did it for a third of the price. Pronto. Amen. If he keeps on blessing and blessing, if he keeps on pouring it on, if my cup gets something, if he keeps on pouring it on, I don't know what I'm going to I know I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell everybody about him. Amen. And so this, this lady visited my son's church a few times in Amity. Her name is Amanda Bean. Super nice woman. And uh, she's married to Stan Bean, which is Buddy Bean's boy. Praise God. So they, they said, hey, tell your daddy when he gets ready to build that church. We'll give them wood at our cost. So, uh, so anyway, I built this out of the outside walls, and most of the inside walls are two by sixes, and they're 10 foot tall. I didn't have to build it two by six. The engineer said I could use two by fours, but I just went overboard. And I like a lot of insulation, and I like strength. So anyway, I, when we got ready to frame it, um, you can see there's a lot of boards down there. And there's that many downstairs too. <laughs> so I went and looked at, at Lowe's and I went to different places and these two by sixes that were 10 foot tall, which I needed several thousand of them, uh, were, and they still are, $11 a piece. So when you start buying thousands of boards that are, $11 a piece, uh, you can get into a lot of money. So I text that lady and I said, hey, we're just about ready to frame. And she said, well, just send me what you need and we'll give it to you at our cost. And so when this happened, those uh, sheets of plywood, of course, those are eight-foot sheets typically, were like 70 or $80 and uh, and I thought, wow, uh, Lord, we need another miracle. I'm enjoying all these. Give me one more. And so I sent her what I needed. And she said, I don't have the eight-foot sheets. We've got the ten-foot sheets. But we're paying $28 for them. We'll give you all you need. Just let me know how many you need. So then I asked the question, well, how much are those two by sixes that are 10 foot tall? Well, let me, let me ask Stan. And she calls Stan and she calls him back. Well, they're $3. Well, praise God. I got so many miracles. I've not lost track of where I'm at now. I've built houses my whole life, and, and, but my, my framer that I've always used for many years, help, he, when it come time to frame, he, he uh, was busy. He said, it's going to be a month and whatever, and he just kept on. So I thought, well, I'm just going to frame the bottom floor. I'm, I, I'm, I know how to frame. But I don't know about that second floor. I don't like getting up there like that. 
And so anyway, I just started praying, God, you know I need some help. And I'm telling you, the day that we finished the bottom floor, the day we closed off the front, this car pulls up at the job site. Who's the boss? Well, who, who knows who the boss is? <laughs> I'm just here. I mean, but anyway, he said, I just got through framing that set of apartments over in Hot Springs, and, and I ain't got no work for a few months. Do you need a framer? I said, boy, do I ever need a framer. God, you are so good. Hallelujah. And when I get through with this framing on this building, it will be about half price of what my other framer would have charged me if he would have showed up. (laughs) If he keeps on blessing and blessing. But it gets better than that. So I had dug the footer for the front porch, 35 foot wide, 25 foot deep. I'd measured it out. I've done concrete. I've poured footers. Many. And math don't lie. So I figured it up, and it come up to 12 yards of concrete that we needed to fill the, uh, the footer. And so... I, I told the concrete company, just send a 10-yard truck. That's all they can haul. Send a 10-yard truck. And when we're done, I'll call you back for the call back so we'll know how much we need. It's, it's going to be at least two yards. But footers always take more than they, you think just because. And so I thought it would probably be three or four yards. So anyway, I, I started pouring the footer, and I started on the, uh, the hot spring side, and I started pouring and we poured that 25 foot, and then we poured the 35 foot. And when I got to right there, that's when that car came up and that framer wanted to talk to me. So it was uh, Brother Robertson and Brother Brooks. I told him, just fill that ditch up and get above that rebar, and I, I got to talk to this guy. So I'm turning around, getting this miracle right here. And I think whenever I turn around, they'll. Uh, I'll, I'll see when they run out, I'll know what's left and we'll add it up in my call. So I'm talking to this framer, get a miracle of a price, hiring him. And then I, and he says, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, boss. And I turn around and the footer is completely full of concrete. And I said, praise God, you stretched it out to 12 yards. Then the truck driver says, hey, boss, what do you want me to do the rest of this concrete? I said, what are you talking about? I, I, I need to get rid of this concrete. I said, Let's pour some more in the ditch. And he poured this much almost all the way around. And when he got done, I added up the math, and he poured 17 yards of concrete out of a 10-yard truck. Hey, when you're living for God, you just get a miracle every day. I told him you just seen a miracle like two fishes and five loaves. You seen the exact same miracle God multiplied when there wasn't enough to go around. Hey, I'm preaching to somebody that you need a little more. Somebody that needs a little more. God's in the multiplication business. Ah, Come on, let's praise him together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's another miracle. Another miracle is that God 
brought an excavating company to this church about five years ago. <laughs> I promise you, if, if I hired that excavating done on that, all that cutting and everything that's got to happen, that would be at least, I ain't asked nobody, I'm just saying, that'd be at least a $100,000 excavating job. I probably ain't even paid all the fuel the monks have put into that place. You know what I'm praying? God, they gave us a miracle. God, they gave us a miracle. Give them one. But give it back, pressed down, shaken together, running over, good measure. God has been so good. God has been so good. And it's just miracle after miracle. I'll tell the rest of them when they happen. But one of them is in the process right now, the electrician. Friend of mine, he's gonna let us, amen, drill all the holes, pull all the wires, and we got, how many people in electrical school in this building? Two, three. Three young electricians in training. I'm fixing to get them pulling some, pulling some wire for Jesus. A pull-a-thon. Praise God. Hey, God, good. Hey, Amen. Put the picture of that little baby up. This is a some new converts in the Conway Church where Brother Blakely started it. Daughter working. This little baby was born club-footed. And uh, mom and daddy came and got the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. They said, I wish my, my baby was healed. And Brother Blakely, just he said, I felt it in the Holy Ghost to tell him. He said, every time you walk in the door, you bring that baby up front for prayer. Every time there's church, you go up there for prayer. Amen. She started coming up there for prayer every, every, every service. And, and he would pray over that baby. He said, I didn't have any faith. It just, it just looked the same. He said, after, after a couple of weeks of her coming every service, she started saying, Brother Blakely, I think God's healing my baby. He said, I couldn't see it. He said, it looked the same to me, but I'm telling you, that mama knew. He said, I don't know if it was in her spirit or she was feeling that leg bone or what. But he, she said, God's touching this baby. He said, well, keep on bringing it. Every time you come in the door, let's pray over it. They prayed over it. And he said, I felt it in the Holy Ghost to tell her, buy that baby a pair of shoes and put it on it. <laughs> Mama went and bought a brand new pair of shoes and she tried to put it on the baby. It wouldn't fit. Wouldn't work. Kept bringing it to the front for prayer. And it wasn't very long till it worked out where she could put that shoe on that baby. <laughs> Took him back to the doctor with them shoes on and that doctor said, you know what? We ought to try to put some cast on there and see if we could straighten them up. So the doctor put some cast on there and for a couple of days it didn't do nothing. It was just rubbing the baby raw and causing irritation. But she kept coming to the front and praying over that baby. And one night they was in Conway and there was a young preacher goes to the Blakely's church. He come up to Brother Blakely and he said, Last night I had a dream. God showed me in the middle of the night he was going to break the cast off that baby's legs and he was going to be healed when it happened. That was on a Thursday night. She brought him up for prayer, went home, laid the baby in the bed. When she woke up, the casts were broken. The cast had come apart and the baby's legs were straight. Uh, show me that next picture. And today, there ain't nothing wrong with that baby. Uh, hey, when you do right, uh, 
heaven. When you live for God, miracles will be your nature. You know what I want? I want somebody that needs a miracle. I said, I want somebody that needs a miracle to get out of your little comfort zone and start praising God. Somebody needs to bring your baby, your trial, your problem, and let God do what God does. Come on, God's going to respond to faith in this house. workers in the house the miracle workers in this house right now if you need the Holy Ghost that's the greatest miracle on this earth Uh, lift your hands uh, lift your voice uh, and let God do what God does Come on, come on, walk around and pray for somebody. You don't need a miracle, you help somebody else. Come on, healings can take place right now. Financial miracles could happen right now. Come on, church. Moni's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. Come on, I feel financial blessings coming. Somebody's about to break out. Somebody's going to get what they've been praying about. (laughs) 